for you, Butler and Grundy counties. It's the all-new 99 The Wave. You're tuned in to 98.9 KQCR Parkersburg, an on-the-go media station. The following is a production of Radio On The Go Sports. Find everything all right? Yeah. Five, clean up on aisle four. Clean up in produce. Seven days a week. Price check on honeydew. Whipped cream on aisle ten. Did you find everything okay? Yes, we did. Oh, good. KQCR 98.9 FM proudly presents the Brothers Market Football Coaches Corner. Along with our segment supporters, KQCR welcomes Brothers Market of Parkersburg and Grundy Center as our title sponsor for the weekly conversation with our local high school football coaches. When you need game day groceries or food for every day, shop Brothers Market, open seven days a week. Here on KQCR this morning, talk with six area coaches about their team, their players, past games, and future opponents. It's a cart full of football meat and produce. The Brothers Market Football Coaches Corner, coming down the aisle to you, next on 98.9 FM and the KQCR stream through RadioOnTheGo.com. Welcome to this week's edition of the Brothers Market Coaches Show. I'm John Moenkel, happy you're with us today for this second round playoff edition. Here's what happened on Friday night. In the 1A second round, as aired on 99 The Wave, number 10, Dyke, New Hartford, beat number 6, Sigourney Kyoto, 28-18. Number 1, Grundy Center, defeated Pella Christian, 35-12. So Dyke, New Hartford, will be at Grundy Center for the quarterfinals next Friday night on 99 The Wave. Eight-player second round, number 4, Clarksville, beat Iowa Valley, 50-8. And number 6, Gladbrook Rhinebeck, beat number 8, Central City, 36-12. We'll get the show started when we come back on 99 The Wave. Another big weekend is coming up. Time to get your groceries. Get your list together and head to Brothers Market in Parkersburg and Grundy Center. Some regular items on sale this week include boneless chicken breast at $1.99 a pound. Brothers Market has Red Baron pizzas, two for $7. Russet potatoes, the 10-pound bag for $2.99. Plus, best choice beans for $0.89. And best choice pasta for $0.99. Get these and other deals, and don't forget to check the mobile app for even more savings on those digital coupons. It's Brothers Market, open seven days a week, Parkersburg and Grundy Center, where they treat you like family. Welcome back to the Brothers Market Coaches Show. It's now time for part two of my season recap interview with Applington Parkersburg football coach Alex Pollock. A lot of football teams will tell you this, you know, it's a hallmark at AP um, about, uh, you know, everything starts up front, offensive line, defensive line. And uh, you guys, uh, you know, you had quite a bit of youth uh, in those positions here uh, this season as well. Um, how did that kind of maybe um, uh, on one angle may, make things a little tough, but on the flip side, you know, gets those guys, you know, quite a bit of development, you know, a lot of chances for them to be, you know, multi-year starters here moving forward as well. Yeah, you're right. I mean, that's, uh, you know, not now Peterson was our only senior starter for us this year and Niall's been starting for three years. So um, he, he is experienced and he provided uh, that experience that we needed a lot of times um, being the most consistent guy that we had on the field, a lot of the games. Um, so we're, we're going to miss him. Um, but again, you, you know, we, we, because of different reasons, you know, we were forced to play some young guys up there. Um, you know, we had uh, a couple sophomores, Gavin Allen came in and started at center for us uh, week one and did a phenomenal job as a sophomore, um, did a really good job. A kid like Corbin Wyant came in, um, after Mason Ritter went down at the left tackle spot as a sophomore and came in and and, and worked his butt off. Um, and then after him, Mason Kopp, a freshman, 
uh, came in at the left tackle spot and, and really just got better as the year went on. Um, physically he's, he's, you know, he's ready to go. It was, it was all the other things that, you know, catching up to speed on different things. So, um, you know, none of that would have been possible without the the leadership of of our two juniors at the guard position. You know, Colton Harkin and Jackson Mulder really, um, you know, kept us afloat. Um, you know, with with the different changes and things that we made, um, they were very open to it, and uh, and they they provided that stability and that leadership up front too. That that were was able to allow us to make those changes and not, you know, make the change in week three and then decide, hey, you know, this isn't going to work week four. We've got to make a change and, and go back and forth. And that would have been a disaster. So, um, you know, those two have an extremely bright future here. No question about it. Um, along with, you know, the other returners. I mean, it's exciting. Plus, you know, we're hoping obviously Mason Ritter comes back from his from his knee surgery 100 um, percent um, because he was he was set up to have a really good junior year as well. So I think the future is bright. Um, I know the future is bright and uh, we've got a lot of young linemen up in the program, too, that are going to provide a lot of depth. No question about it. You bet. And then a few other seniors I uh, just want to ask you about. Um, obviously, you know, uh, tough to recognize everyone, I guess, but um, in particular, it seemed like, you know, guys like Cooper Hoff, Gabe Mostek coming off of, you know, injuries last year and being able to contribute this year. And then a guy like um, Nick Neuroth at the receiver and defensive back position really provided uh, some great things for your team as well. Uh, what can you say about uh, kind of those guys? I know they were uh, really big senior leaders for for your team this year as well. You know, they really were. Um, talk about a guy like Gabe Mostek. You know, if we would have stuck with the uh, the wing tee, I mean, he would have been getting a lot of carries. And instead, you know, he kind of turned into our H back, which was primarily a blocker, but, you know, was able to catch the ball. So you talk about a kid that sacrificed um, for his team. That, that is the definition of that. Um, Cooper Hoff coming off of an injury last year, you, you really miss Cooper because he's just so knowledgeable about the sport. Um, it's not about his physical attributes. It's about his knowledge and how he puts himself in the position. So, um, you know, Cooper's, Cooper's a great kid, really a great kid. And we're going to miss him. You know, we talked about Gavin Thomas already. Um, Gabe Jacobson came out this year, um, after not being out the last couple of years and, and was able to, to get on the field and, and, you know, help us out on special teams and practice and, and, uh, do a really good job. You know, he, he left us as a short little skinny kid that wasn't very fast and came back as a man a couple of years later. So that was pretty awesome. Um, Seth Orta joined us this year, um, came over from Waverly, um, you know, basically started like week four or something like that. You know, he was able to come in there and he just did a great job throughout the week, um, with our special teams and keeping a positive attitude, um, which was awesome to see, uh, you know, Will Hodges, uh, phenomenal athlete, good kid, went through a lot this year, um, that, uh, you know, you're really rooting for the kid because he, he does work hard and, uh, you know, we're going to, we're going to miss him without question. Nick Neuroth, what, what can I say, you know, did everything for us. And uh, he's really done everything for us for the last three seasons um, in, in every facet of the game really was our quarterback in the, in the defensive backfield, um, getting our guys lined up and, and we're going to miss, you know, we're going to miss a lot of his knowledge um, with, with that. And, you know, Kale Shoneman senior, I mean, hobbled this year through the majority of the year, um, hard worker, doesn't ask for any attention, just goes out there and works hard. Um, you know, he started on the defensive side of the ball for the last three years and we're going to miss his leadership. Um, and then you talk, you know, I think, I think the last one I think is Niall Peterson, I believe, um, up front again, a guy that's played a lot of snaps, a lot of snaps for us that we're going to miss. And, uh, you know, that's, 
you know, that's tough. That's really difficult um, for him. Uh, well, I forgot about Kale Stotler. <laughs> you know, Kale Stotler is a kid that loves the game, loves uh, the weight room and all that stuff. And for him to, you know, basically be knocked out for the year um, in week two, that that's tough. You know, kids don't deserve that, especially a kid that works as hard as him. So all those seniors, it's, it's uh, you, you can't say thank you enough. Um, and, you know, it's tough that we went out this way. But like I said, sometimes in life that happens and um, the measure of a man is how you bounce back after adversity like that. And those guys, I know for a fact, they're going to be fine. I'll resume my conversation with Applington Parkersburg football coach Alex Pollock next on the Brothers Market Coaches Show. Do you have a vehicle? Of course you do. Or a family member does. And look at the calendar. We are into fall, so it's time for an oil change and regular maintenance for your car or truck before winter. Contact Pit Stop Auto Service in Parkersburg. Located on Highway 14 North, Pit Stop Auto has local experts with decades of experience. This includes Dean Everett's. See Dean and the team to prepare your vehicle with antifreeze for winter. Do an oil change. Check your battery. Or do you know they sell balance and mount new tires? It's the service you need, so contact Pit Stop Auto Service. Parkersburg, 319-346-2682. Now this from AP Appliance Heating and Cooling. Get the laundry pair that you can use to conquer pet hair like a pro with the Maytag Pet Pro system. The built-in Pet Pro filter in the washer visibly removes pet hair on any cycle, while the extra-large lint trap in the dryer traps and removes additional pet hair. This is Michelle at AP Appliance Heating and Cooling. Come see us today to see how the Maytag Pet Pro system works. This is AP Appliance Heating and Cooling on the corner of Lincoln and Highway 57 in Parkersburg or on our website, apappliance.net. Pork bucks are in the mail to the following Radio on the Go listeners. Kylie Winterberg of Allison, who was drawn at TNL's Pizza Plus in Parkersburg. Gene Zacharias of Hampton, who was drawn at Hanson & Sons Tire in Hampton. And Cheryl Allen of Ardale, who was drawn at Jungling Farm Bureau in Allison. Thank you for participating in Radio on the Go's October Pork Month promotion. And make sure you stop and thank the business that made you a winner. But we're not done. Keep listening because your name is also entered into the grand prize drawing November 1st. Stay tuned and good luck. Looking for a solid investment? Check out the CD special at Greenbelt Bank and Trust and harvest a great rate. Stop into any location of Greenbelt Bank and Trust and get details on their 12-month certificate of deposit with a 5.25% APY. This is a limited-time offer, $1,000 minimum deposit. Penalty may be imposed for early withdrawal. Some restrictions apply. Annual percentage yield is accurate as of October 16, 2023. Get the 12-month 5.25% APY CD special at any location of Greenbelt Bank and Trust. Trust, member FDIC. And I'll resume my conversation with Applington Parkersburg football coach Alex Pollock on the Brothers Market Coaches Show. Speaking of uh, bouncing back for those uh, for those uh, juniors on down, you know, a lot of a lot of different guys that were able to get some touches, get some great to playing experience this year. Uh, what can you say about some some of the highlight players there? Some of the guys that you know kind of got thrown into the fire this year that'll you know it'll only benefit them uh, in the future here. Yeah, I, I mean, I think the future is extremely bright. Um, you know, we're talking about, uh, you know, when you when you bring in the the eighth grade class next year, um, you know, you're talking about having a, a a team of you know over seventy kids, which um, in the in the state of Iowa right now, as school our size, like that's that's unheard of. And so, uh, numbers wise, we're we're definitely on the right path. Um, you know, we've got. Because, like you said, some out of necessity, some because they're they're really good. But we've got a ton of kids coming back, um, and it all starts up front, like we talked about earlier. And uh, we've got some really good quality kids there. You know, it, honestly, 
it all comes down to the the weight room. That's that's where it's at. You know, we've got to have a really good, um, you know, really next next seven seven six or seven months have to be phenomenal in the weight room um, because we got to start filling out. You got to bring those younger guys along, um, and I have no doubt in my mind that that we're going to do that. So um, I, I think the future is extremely bright. Um, you know, the district is going to be difficult again next year, um, but you know, I think with us having the majority of the kids back that we do, I think it sets us up to be in a position to be very successful next year. So I'm, I'm, I'm pretty excited about that. I'll give you a chance here to shout out uh, your assistant coaching staff and some of those other guys that, uh, you know, surrounding the program. How about a, you know, a shout out for, for those guys? You know, we're, we're really fortunate um, to have the the coaching staff that we do guys that put in a lot of time, um, you know, not just, it's not just about football with them. I mean, they care about our kids. Um, we're around our kids a lot, um, having the conversations with them. And so, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and name all of them because I don't want to forget any of them because they don't deserve that. But, um, it's, it's a, it's a tough job, uh, with very little pay, if any. Um, and, uh, those guys know what I feel about them. Um, we're very fortunate to have the, the quality of coaches and the number of coaches that we have at Appleton Parksburg. And uh, and they know who they are. And, and then a guy like Ryan Dillard, um, you know, are, are the guy that we count on to, to keep all of our records and stats and all that. And a guy that maybe you lean on a little bit, too, for for some of the postgame stats and that. Uh, what do you say about him? He just he, he keeps doing his job and he does it better than anybody around. So, um, you know, we're unbelievably blessed to have a guy like Ryan Dillard um, on our staff. And then lastly, I just I want to mention our junior high coaches, too, because um, unbelievable, unbelievable year, um, for our junior high in, in football. I think our, our seventh grade lost one game, um, in a very close one. And then our eighth grade went undefeated, uh, for the second year in a row. And then, you know, didn't give up, uh, or gave up, gave up one touchdown, I think in their whole, uh, seventh and eighth grade career. So I think the future is extremely bright there. And, uh, those, uh, those coaches at that level are, are the number one reason for that. So, uh, thank everybody, um, for all the work that they do. This is not a one man show by any means. Um, but we just live in an unbelievable community with unbelievable support. And I want to thank everybody for that. You bet. Well, uh, I think that, uh, probably just about covers it at least for now, but I guess anything else you'd like to share about your program before we uh, wrap up today? Uh, you know, lastly, I, I think it, it deserves, uh, Big thank you to the the coaches' wives um, and significant others. We'll say um, we spend a lot of time around the game, around the school, um, talking about football, even when we're not together, and uh, we get unreal support at home. And that's the the only reason, the only reason that we are able to do this year after year uh, because of that. So, um, you know, thank you to all the wives and like, girlfriends and all that, um, because they are special. It takes a, a special woman to be a coach's wife, on, uh, no doubt about it. All right, AP football coach Alex Pollock, thanks so much for the time. You know, it was a pleasure to cover the team again this year, and uh, best of luck here in the offseason. Sounds good. Thanks, John. Sorry, Loggins and Messina. My mama does dance. She listens to all the Yacht Rock on 99 The Wave, KQCR. Welcome back to the Brothers Market Coaches Show. I'm now talking with Dyke New Hartford football coach Don Betts as his team defeated Sigourney Kyoto 28-18 here in the second round of the playoffs on Friday night. 
Coach, a great win for the, for your team here. I know this probably turned a lot of heads across the state of Iowa last night in Class 1A. Um, uh, a few questions I got here for the game, but uh, if you could just give you, me your initial thoughts on how your team was able to go down there and uh, get this done on a, a chilly night here in the playoffs and uh, advance to the quarterfinals. Uh, thanks, John. Appreciate you having me on. Um, you know, I, I really think that our, our kids were, were ready to play and we've been building momentum uh, as the season's gone along. We've talked all year long uh, on this show and, and uh, with our team and whatnot that um, we've kind of been a work in progress and uh, our kids just keep uh, working their tails off and, and uh, trying to get better each week. And I think you see that progress uh, as, as we're hitting the postseason now that, that we've gotten better. Uh, with with a lot of the things that uh, uh, early in the year were a little bit of a struggle for us. Um, and I thought our kids went down there uh, on the road and, and uh, made that long trip down there. They were ready to play and they got off the bus. Uh, we came out and uh, jumped on them early, which is what we wanted to do. And uh, it was uh, it was a heck of a ball game. Sigourney Kyoto is a tremendous uh, football team, a great program. I have nothing but the most admiration and respect for Coach Jensen and, and his program down there, they do a great job. But uh, uh, our kids are a scrappy bunch, and they, they got after it last night. They had to come away with a win. Yeah, so Sigourney Kyoto came in with the highest scoring offense in Class 1A with their single wing offense. Um, really been able to uh, run that well on people this year. Uh, just tell me a little bit about uh, what the, the week of preparation for that uh, was like for you guys. That's obviously a pretty rare offense to defend, and not only that, but uh, only a week notice to prepare for it as well. So what was that like here, getting ready to face them, and how, how you guys were able to just um, keep it in check for the most part last night? Yeah, um, their, their offense is, is so difficult to replicate in practice. And uh, uh, we had our, our JV guys uh, start Monday and, and start practicing that offense so that by the time we got to Wednesday, uh, hopefully they could give us a, a really good look at what it looks like. And, uh, um, you know, I uh, appreciate all the time and effort our, our coaches and our, our JV put into that, but uh, it's just tough to replicate what, what you're going to see. And, uh, um, I, I, I thought our kids um, did a really good job. I think it's important when you play a, a offense like that. Um, everybody's got an assignment and everybody's got to do their assignment. And if you, you let your eyes wander, or you try to do something that's not your assignment, um, bad things happen with an offense like that. And uh, you have to be very, very disciplined in what you do. And I think for the most part, our kids were last night. Um, there were a time or two that we had to remind them, hey, you know, this is your job. Get your eyes where they need to be. But overall, I thought our defense really, really played well. And that's that's kind of been a hallmark of our season anyway. Uh, our, our defense is a scrappy bunch of kids, and uh, uh, they get a lot of hats to the football and, and uh, really get after it. And I thought they did that again last night. And we were, weren't able to shut them down completely, but uh, uh, we held them about 30 points below their scoring average for the season. So um, we, we – uh, uh, Thought, thought we played really, really well defensively. Yeah, just a couple more questions about uh, the defensive effort from this one. Um, it seemed like you guys were able to really put them in uh, precarious positions. Um, seems like they're not really a team that's built uh, to play behind, and you made them a qu uh, pass quite a bit as well. Uh, looking at the stats here, I think 19 pass attempts for them last year after they only had 34 on the wow. entire season. Um, <laughs> talk about the importance of forcing them in, in those positions and making this team throw the football. 
Yeah, and I think anytime you you can do that um, as a, as a defense, uh, anytime you can make the other team do something they really don't want to do, uh, that gives you a leg up. And uh, we we were able to force them to throw the ball, and as you say, they and they had only averaged three or four passes a game uh, during the regular season. Um, so we we put them in a position where they were doing something they didn't want to do, and uh, I thought our kids did a really nice job with. Uh, with that, they completed a couple of uh, passes on us. You know, uh, hats off to them. Their kids made some good plays. Um, but overall, we held that, that passing game in check. And um, as you said, they're not a, a team that's really built for coming back uh, if they get behind. And that's what we preach to our kids all week. We need to jump on these guys early. We need to make them play from behind. That's something they haven't had to do this year. It's something that this offense really isn't geared towards is playing from behind. Uh, and then the other thing we, we preached to our defense was can't give up big plays. Make them earn everything. Um, and, and I thought our kids did a really nice job of that, also taking that big play away. Yep, and uh, so one of the keys that you had mentioned to, uh, to me for the pregame was turnovers. It did get one of those uh, in the first half, so I'll believe you won the turnover battle uh, last night. Um, and so, yeah, Carson Costello with that interception in the first half. So he would have had a pretty nice uh, defensive game. Uh, I guess thoughts on who else uh, you thought played well defensively last night. I know it was a great team effort, but uh, anyone else you'd like to kind of throw in or mention for their uh, defensive efforts last night? Yeah, I, th- I, I thought that uh, up front, um, Jack Haynes and, and Tate DeBurr and um, um, Ty Deering and Zach Edelman um, really um, – really played well and they a lot of those guys aren't going to show up in the stat sheet but boy they were eating blocks up and they were were blowing plays up and getting penetration and that allowed our linebackers to really run and, and make plays and uh, um, Jack Severson uh, had an, another good ball game I know Bortadine probably had his best defensive game uh, of the season last night Tyson Bennett set the edge for us I uh, was really happy with what I saw from him. Devin Lotz at the edge on the other side, which I thought was really important against this offense is keeping them inside, not letting them bounce that thing. And I thought our kids did a great job with that last night, especially those two. I'll resume my conversation with the Dyke New Hartford football coach, Don Betts, next on the Brothers Market Coaches Show. Your future is important to PSP Insurance Agency and Grinnell Mutual. That's why you can trust them to provide you with personalized service and a full range of insurance coverages you can look forward to. They'll be there when you need them so you can trust in tomorrow. For all your insurance needs, contact Tom Beving, your local Grinnell Mutual agent at PSP Insurance Agency in Dyke today. Trust in tomorrow is a registered trademark of Grinnell Mutual Reinsurance Company. Part of wrapping up harvest is fertilizer. Your Landis cooperatives have all your crop nutrient needs. Stop by this week for anhydrous. Landis has nitrogen stabilizers for your anhydrous ammonia. Doing dry fertilizers? Ask about add-on micronutrients to help your crops next spring. Get more details from your local agronomists in Packard, Plainfield, Ardale, Green, Dyke, and New Hartford. Thanks for your business and being a partner with Landis cooperatives, who also remind you they welcome in your grain. We are the land, and the land is us, Landis. And now resume a conversation with Dyke New Hartford football coach Don Betts on the Brothers Market Coaches Show. Moving on to offense here, uh, as you said, you were able to jump on them early, uh, kind of becoming a theme here in the playoffs uh, so far for your team. Um, you get on the board with two passing touchdowns in the first half, and then 
Uh, Noah Borchding, 83 yards, and then he has that uh, return as well uh, of around 80 yards in the third quarter as well. No scoring in the fourth quarter, but uh, just your, your thought on that uh, offensive output and um, I guess three offensive touchdowns and then that one special teams one there too. Yeah, and, and as we've we've talked about on on this show many times, we're we've kind of been a uh, work in progress, and and uh, we're we're taking steps every week, and I think our offense is playing fairly well right now. We're we're uh, being we're able to to complement our running game with our passing game now. Um, Michael Walston had an incredible catch uh, on his touchdown pass, bounced around a time or two, uh, um, but he made that catch and got us in the end zone. Um, I thought Colin Meester really uh, ran the, the offense well last night, and he's he's another one that, as the season's gone along, has just gotten better and better. Uh, he is getting his reads now. He's knowing what to read, um, delivering the football. Uh, I thought he played very, very well last night. And then Noah, um, holy cow, um, he's he runs hard. Um, he runs hard, and he's got the breakaway speed that if, if you don't get him wrapped up, he's he's going to take it all away. And uh, obviously he had that long run last night. And then uh, I thought the real dagger for them was that kickoff return. Um, after they'd gone down and scored and put together a long drive, um, which which we told our kids, make a meet clock uh, if they're going to get in the end zone. And they, they did. And then uh, we took that kickoff back for touchdown. And I thought that was really the dagger that, uh, great job by our special teams uh, coordinator and our kids on special teams and, and Noah for making that that play. So the win uh, advances you to the quarterfinal round. Um, it's uh, a round further than you got last year, so uh, uh, great progress there, of course. But um, it's going to be a rematch. Grundy Center, a trip down there to, to take on the Spartans, the team that you just lost to by one in the season opener. Uh, just give me your initial thoughts on getting another shot at those guys here next week in the quarterfinals. Well, it just doesn't seem to get any easier for us, does it? <laughs> Every time we turn around, um, they've, they've got a great program down there. Coach D. Jack and his staff do an outstanding job, obviously, with the success that they've had. Um, we, we played them a, a real nail-biter in the first game. I, I thought our kids, um, for the first game of the year, and for a lot of those kids, the first varsity game of their career, uh, really got after it and, and played well. Um, we're going to have to replicate that kind of effort uh, a second time against these guys and uh, uh, be able to, to make some things click that we couldn't in the first game. Um, Grundy Center's um, just solid, well-coached, um, got playmakers all over the place on that team, uh, very good at the line of scrimmage. Um, you know, we're, we're going to have our hands full, but uh, uh, it's, it's kind of fun that it's a, Gr a Grundy County rematch uh, for a chance to go to the Dome. All right, doesn't get much better than that, and uh, we'll have that game on the air next week, so we'll uh, talk more about that here um, next week. Uh, again, a 28-18 win over Sigourney Kyoto here in the second round last night. Coach, is there any final thoughts you want to share about this big win for your program or about your team before we wrap up here today? I appreciate all of our fans who made the, the trip down. Uh, that's a long trip down there into uh, uh, southern Iowa, and we had a lot of fans who made the, the trip. Uh, appreciate those guys being there to, to support us. Um, really proud of our kids. Uh, as I as I told them on the bus last night, uh, I have nothing but the highest regard for Sigrid and Kyoto's program and their coaching staff and the job they do. And for us to go down there and be able to get a win 
at a very difficult uh, uh, venue to, to win at uh, is, is a great testament to our kids, and I'm so darn proud of that. All right, DNH football coach Don Betts, thanks so much for the time. Congrats on the big win, and we'll catch you here next week. All right, thanks, John. More of the Brothers Market Coaches Show is coming up next. Push it back, push it back, way back. Brothers Market has low prices. And you can't get any lower than free if you have the Brothers Market mobile app. Their deal of the week this week is one can of Hunt's Manwich free. Other digital app coupons include Banquet Pot Pies for 99 cents. Brothers Market, Parkersburg and Grundy Center has Turkey Hill Ice Cream for $2.99 when you show the mobile app. Oscar Mayer, bologna or salami for $1.99. And Johnsonville Brats for $3.99 when you have that digital coupon off the mobile app at Brothers Market from Brothers Market, Parkersburg and Grundy Center, where they treat you like family. Welcome back to the Brothers Market Coaches Show, talking with AGWSR football coach James Coe as we are uh, recapping uh, the regular season here as uh, the Cougars have uh, come to a close. Unfortunately, just uh, just three wins on the season, but uh, you did uh, finish uh, with uh, two wins in your final three games. Uh, just uh, tell me a little bit kind of what comes to mind when you think about, you know, this uh, season as a whole and um, some of the, I guess, kind of the, some of the defining factors for this team throughout the year in this uh, 2023 season. Well, I, you know, um, I guess you could sum it up that we just, um, came up, came up short in, in key moments, you know, uh, we, you know, I, I knew Wapsie Valley. I, I just felt they were going to win the district again. Nashua t- Plainfield's always a tough team for us. So those are two losses, but then, um, you know, you, uh, lose to North Butler, uh, and they stop you twice, uh, in the red zone, uh, from getting any points and you lose six to nothing. So there's a missed opportunity. Uh, you go to South win, you lose 16 to 12. Uh, you, you fumbled the game away, basically that game, uh, in the pouring rain. I mean, there's, there's a lot of factors into that, but, um, you know, you lose that one by four points. That's a missed opportunity. Um, you know, you, you go to, uh, North Tama, uh, they beat you by 16. That's the first, uh, win they have on the season. Uh, again, we didn't play particularly well for the entire game in that game. So, uh, you know, I'm going to put that down as another missed opportunity and, you know, you win those three games and, uh, you know, you, you've got five wins on the season and you're in the postseason. So, um, you know, the, the kids, so, so those were missed opportunities, but you know, the kids, it was nice to see the kids play well, uh, against BCLUW central Springs and, uh, Belmont Clemmy. So, um, you know, those are things you can build on. Um, but, but that would recap everything, I guess, for the season. You bet. So uh, talking about some personnel here, and uh, first of all, I, I want to ask about you have a, you know, let's call it what it is, Caden Abbas, uh, All-State numbers here this season. Uh, hopefully he'll get uh, some sort of All-State nod, but man, third in Class A in rushing yards with uh, over 1,400 on the season, uh, right up there in all, uh, all-purpose all yards as well. But uh, just uh, tell me, you know, how special of a player he proved to be this season for you guys. And uh, I know, like, as you've said throughout the year, he'd be the first to credit the uh, O-line up front as well. Yeah, and I mean, uh, 
Caden had a good season. I, you know, and he's also uh, high up there in rank in our district and tackles. So, I mean, he, he played well on both sides of the ball. You know, I, you, you would hope he would get an all state nod on one of the three teams, but man, it, it is so hard. I mean, I was surprised last year we got Puente on the all state team because of the three teams in class a last year, there were only three players that were not on a playoff team. So, you know, each year is different with that. Um, you know, you hope, you hope Caden gets on there cause he went over a thousand yards two years in a row on teams that were 500 or three and six. So, um, you know, he, he just has great field vision. He's, he's going to be hard to replace, uh, obviously, but that's, that's my job. And I have, you know, eight months to figure out how to do that with the personnel we have, but, um, you know, he, the, the great thing about it is you love to see kids do well, which, which he did, but you also want to see the kids have a lot of success that have done everything you've asked them and done it the right way. Uh, Caden lifts at the school. Caden doesn't miss weights. Uh, Caden takes care of things in the classroom. Um, you know, he, he just, he, he was a captain, uh, I think for two years, uh, he just, he has always done exactly what we have asked. That's what leaders do. They listen to the coaches. They, they follow the coaches lead and, and they uh, lead the team. And so, you know, he was 90% or better attendance in the weight room. Um, and, and so you knew when he walked onto the field, uh, he was physically as good as he could be. And, and that showed up in the stat book. That doesn't always show up in the stat book, for, but for him, uh, obviously it did. Um, you know, one of his other captains, uh, Aiden, Aiden Heitland, uh, was our best offensive lineman. And Aiden, again, uh, was one of those kids that uh, was in the weight room above 90%, did everything that we asked, takes care of things in the classroom, and is – the epitome of what we want the leaders at the school to be, you know, lifting weights with their teammates at the school, building that team camaraderie and, and, and those things that the intangible things that you need uh, your team to have to win football games. And, and right now, you know, those two, those two were among 10 kids in our sophomore, junior and senior class that did those things. Uh, that were in the weight room over 80% of the time and, and did things exactly the way we asked. So if we want to start winning more games, uh, you know, we have to have more than a third of the kids uh, following the leadership of kids like Aiden and Caden, who obviously did everything the right way, and it it showed up for them on the field. You bet. And uh, those two guys, obviously, uh, two of the big ones there. But when it comes to uh, the uh, kind of the, the rest of the picture offensively, um, just give me kind of your thoughts on uh, what uh, some of the, the key pieces were uh, on the offensive side of the football this year. Um, I know, you, you know, throughout the season, maybe you didn't put up as big a numbers as you maybe had, had hoped. But uh, what were what are some uh, kind of some of your uh, biggest uh, takeaways from uh, what your offense uh, was able to accomplish here this year? Well, you know, uh... Gabe Niederhoff was another one of our captains and and he did everything the right way also. Um, and that's why he was one of the captains and his blocking downfield. I mean, he doesn't have stellar receiving stats because, well, John, if you watch us, we just don't throw the ball. And when we do, 
uh, you know, we, we struggle on a lot of things in that aspect of the game. So, um, but man, would he block downfield for Caden and, and do all the intangible things again, uh, right. Uh, you know, in the offensive line, we also had, uh, other seniors like Eli Cooper, uh, he's, he started in the offensive line. Uh, I think the last two years, Bryce Cruzan has started in the offensive line the last two years. Um, you know, Diego Lazo, we started him at guard. Guard didn't work out for him. Uh, and he didn't play a couple games in the middle of the season uh, after starting the first few games. And then uh, we moved him to center and he started the rest of the season. So it was one of those position changes that really benefited him. Uh, you know, it was unfortunate that Riley Boner, you know, broke his leg against Southwind. You never like to see that for a senior, but, you know, that hindered uh, his ability to to have the season that he could have had. Um, you know, and then, uh, you know, Noah Kleichman was playing fullback and he was uh, blocking for Cade Navis the entire season also. And, and we started running more uh, fullback trap and stuff later on in the season. So his statistics also picked up on offense. And then you know, we had other guys rotating in at see, uh, receiver like uh, Talon Mutchler and um, Jadrick Bowles and and uh, Easton Kearns. And, um, you know, they, they all play a role in any running back rushing for 1,400 yards. So, again, uh, you know, Barry Sanders and, and Walter Payton and those guys were phenomenal running backs, but uh, – they're nothing without their offensive linemen. And, and that's true with Caden. And it takes, it took all 10 guys uh, doing their job for him to get to where he was. So, you know, that's one of those things. If we would be fortunate enough to get Caden on an all state team, that's, that's really a team award um, because yeah, he's got great field vision, but you still got to have somebody opening up those little slivers for him to slip through. I'll resume my conversation with AGWSR football coach James Cope next on the Brothers Market Coaches Show. Are you ready to take your education to new heights? Whether you're a high school graduate, a working professional seeking career advancement, or someone looking to explore new passions, Ellsworth Community College has the perfect courses for you. ECC's experienced faculty and state-of-the-art facilities are dedicated to providing you with a top-notch educational experience. From hands-on programs to transfer-ready courses, Ellsworth has a wide range of options to suit your goals and interests. Line up a visit to Ellsworth Community College in Iowa Falls or visit ellsworthcollege.com and take that first step towards success today. Farming isn't just your livelihood, it's your life. No one understands that better than Farm Bureau Financial Services. We offer comprehensive coverage that protects your farm machinery, livestock, and so much more. You'll get customized coverage in one policy with one premium and one deductible when you need it most. Contact me, Farm Bureau agent Barry Hoffmeister in Ackley at 641-847-2376 and learn more about smarter insurance for agriculture. Farm Bureau Property and Casualty Insurance Company, Western Agricultural Insurance Company. 
Buckley Medical Center is pleased to help sponsor the AGWSR portion of the Coach's Corner on 99 The Wave each Saturday. The whole team at Ackley Medical Center cheer for Cougar football, volleyball, and cross country this fall. With decades of professional service to Ackley area families, remember Ackley Medical Center for your health care needs from infant to adult. They are here for you. Call 641-847-2625. Ackley Medical Center and Canson Family Hospital Healthcare you can count on. I now resume my conversation with AGWSR football coach James Cope on the Brothers Market Coaches Show. Going over to the defensive side of the ball there, uh, I guess uh, same question there. Uh, just talk about uh, what some of the, the keys were on defense this year and uh, your kind of your takeaways uh, on that side of the ball. Well, the defense, you know, we've we've consistently kept the defense uh, with the, the style and what we want to do the last, um, you know, two seasons and, you know, as I keep telling my coaching staff, I want us to be known for this on offense and that on defense. And we're doing that on defense. Uh, we're not where I want us to be yet on offense. So, um, you know, most teams that play us know we're going to be in a four man front. Most of the time we'll, we'll get in a five man front periodically, but the kids this year, um, really understood their roles. They understood, um, you know, against certain formations and and looks that uh, we were going to be in certain coverages. And, you know, the more consistent we can continue to be as, you know, we're back in 11 man, um, you know, this being our third season, you know, we're getting the, the kinks worked out of that stuff and and moving forward. I mean, if you can keep those things consistent, it simplifies things and kids aren't thinking when they're supposed to be playing football. So um, I think that showed up uh, with the exception of Nashua Plainfield and uh, uh, Wapsie Valley. I think the defense showed up every game. Uh, I think the defense played pretty well every game, Um, you know, to hold North Butler to six points playoff team. uh, you know, that was a quality defensive performance that night, uh, you know, to hold South win a playoff team to 16 points again. Um, so, so those are all things that, um, they did consistently. Uh, it helped, you know, you have Aiden Heitland in the D line anchoring those things. Um, Bryce Cruzan played some, some plays on defense, not very often, but he would, he was a quality sub that we could put in. Um, and then we had surprises this year, like Clayton Van Lowe, all, all, all through the, the ranks that he's gone up through football, he has played linebacker and fullback. And this year we put him at defensive end and he really blossomed into a, a good player for us on defense. So, um, you know, figuring out where to put your pieces on the field, uh, is, is beneficial. And then, you know, we had, uh, you know, Eli Homegard and, and Gage Van Lowe are two freshmen that had to play. Uh, I'm not real big on playing freshmen because it's a huge jump to go from eighth grade football to varsity uh, and Gage some of the games he had to play on both sides of the ball. Uh, Eli was hurt early in the season, so he basically just played defense when he got back. Um, but, you know, that's valuable experience for kids as the team moves forward. And then you know, you have the the same faces. I mean, you, you've you got uh, Aiden Heitland, Gage Van Lowe, Clayton Van Lowe. Um, and I'm, I'm 
drawing a blank on my other D tackle, but um, you know, our linebacking core was Noah Kleichman, Caden Abbas. Um, man, see, this is why you never name names, John. Uh, and then in, in our defensive backfield, we had, uh, you know, Talon Mutchler playing strong safety. Gabe Niederhoff uh, was our best lockdown corner. Easton Kearns and Tristan Dennis played uh, some, but there's there's three people I'm I'm drawing a blank on. So I apologize to the players on that. But um, you know, they just they they mentioned yeah, one of them would be Colin Willems, our starting quarterback. Um, but there are there are just those kids knew their roles. They knew how to capitalize on defense in their roles. And uh, you know, there's there's positive things coming back. There's there's quality kids coming back. So um, you know, I it it should continue to get better on the defensive side of the ball. All right, uh, just a couple more questions here for you. Um you might have mentioned a couple of these already, but uh, what would you say are some of the biggest highlights or kind of maybe biggest uh, moments for the team here throughout the season? Well, you know, anytime like at Belmont when when Caden uh, rushed for 300 and a ton yards, um, you know that it's just those are special moments. You know, when it when a when a like the offensive team that night, just all of them just performed at such a high level. Uh, it, it's rare to see. I mean, you don't see backs consistently run for 364, 70 yards uh, in a game. And so those are, they're just special moments when everything clicks. Uh, and, um, you know, I, I think too, the, as I told the team that after our game against Central Springs, the thing I'm going to remember about, you know, the seniors and what they did this year is, you know, we never quit. You go through a four-game losing skid, and uh, you know coaches are frustrated. That the athletes are frustrated. I mean, nobody likes to lose. Um, it's it's easy to quit in those moments in life, and that's one thing our kids never did this season. They never quit. They might have been frustrated. They might have, uh, you know, been at wit's end on some situations, but they never quit. And so those are character qualities that'll. Uh, bid them well going on in life and so those are all things that are great to see um, from the season this year all right well I, I think that uh, just about covers it here but uh, is there anything else you'd like to share about your program um, you know, before we uh, wrap up here today and wrap up the season no I mean obviously nobody here is happy about three and six uh, you know and uh, it's the first losing season we've had in eight years and we're not going to make it a habit. So we're going to, you know, I'm pretty sure all the kids coming back, we're going to figure out uh, what we need to do in the off season to improve on that mark. And, and, you know, our goals are not going to change. We still want to be playing postseason football and we haven't done that in a few years and we need to uh, get back to that. So um, there's lots of work to be put in, but I, you know, I think there's, uh, a good group of quality guys uh, that are probably frustrated enough with losing that will probably uh, put the time in to see positive, more positive results uh, moving forward. So um, other than that, um, you know, I appreciate the fan support. Uh, our game against Central Springs, I, I mean, the bleachers were almost full. Uh, and for a three and five team, you know, that's, 
that's a shout out to our fans. Uh, you know, the students at our school, uh, the, the game, they traveled, you know, over two hours to South Wind to stand in the pouring rain uh, and cheer on the, the team. And they stood in the pouring rain when we played North Butler. Uh, and it was cold rain that night. So, uh, you know, shout out to the, the students at our school that, uh, you know, cheer for our team, uh, the cheerleaders um, that lead those cheers. And then uh, thank you to you and all the other media people that cover us, John. All right. Appreciate the kind words. That's uh, AGWSR football coach James Cope. Uh, thank you so much for the time. It was a pleasure to cover the team this year and uh, best of luck here in the offseason. Thanks, John. More is coming up next on the Brothers Market Coaches Show. Push it back, push it back, way back. Brothers Market has low prices. And don't forget the deal of the week, the app deal of the week on the Brothers Market mobile app. A free can of Hunt's Manwich Sauce. That's right. Show the mobile app at checkout and get that free can of Manwich. Other regular sale items include 80% lean ground beef, 10-pound twos for $2.99 a pound. Brothers Market also has Doritos, two big bags for 6 bucks, and Gala Apples at $0.79 cents a pound. Many more deals around the store, so shop Brothers Market Highway 175 in Grundy Center or Highway 57 in Parkersburg. Brothers Market, where they treat you like family. Welcome back to the Brothers Market Coaches Show. I'm now joined by Grundy Center football coach Travis Zajac as the Spartans defeated Appella Christian 35-12 here in the second round of the playoffs on Friday night. Um, coach, uh, obviously uh, you survive advance here in the in the playoffs. I know it maybe wasn't the prettiest win for you guys, but uh, just give me your initial thoughts on how, how you guys were able to get this one done and uh, defeat Appella Christian here for the second time this season. Yeah, it was kind of a, a tale of two halves. Uh, we, we were playing pretty well, I think, in the first half. We were up 14 nothing at halftime, and then uh, Pella Christian was able to take the opening kickoff in the second half and put together an almost eight-minute driving score, uh, and then they lined up for their extra point and a false start, or, uh, I'm sorry, uh, offside was called an off, so they decided to go for two, and we stopped them, and then um, they scored again in the long touchdown pass. Same situation, they went for two, penalty on us in the first attempt, second attempt to stop it, so it was 14-12 to 12, uh, in the fourth quarter, and then we just kind of put together a nice long drive and scored and then they turned it over twice and short field they scored twice again so tail a few halves uh, but regardless like, kind of like you said John uh, you know didn't really pass the eye test uh, as far as you know our, our best performance uh, of the season but uh, we got it done uh, and we are moving on yeah so that's uh kind of been uh, the case in uh, a few different games here throughout the season whether it's a uh, kind of a big quarter or a big half to pull away in some of these uh closer games um just t- tell me a little bit about how this team you know continuously is able to come together in some of those close games and really take control at you know whichever point in this in this case being the second half well you kind of you start falling into this um you know, I think it's common for you know, human behaviors. You can't kind of self-fulfilling prophecy thing. You know, our, our kids have, have done a lot of winning here, and they feel like, you know, regardless of whatever the circumstances are, they're going to figure out a way to get it done. And, you know, obviously I think they would prefer, I would prefer uh, as well, the rest of the coaches would prefer that they, you know, are just a consistent 48 minutes of, uh, you know, consistent play. But again, full consistency with human beings is impossible. So, it's an, an, you know, not, not never give up attitudes, resiliency, it's character, it's grit, uh, all the things that we hope our kids mo- model uh, in their time with us. And uh, they showed it again last night against Pelicans. You bet. So uh, talking about uh, a few things about the game here, uh, 
not quite as many passing uh, yards in this game, but uh, the run game looked like it uh, really came alive. Colin Gordon, 147 uh, rushing yards uh, to lead the team. Uh, looks like uh, 200 total yards uh, for you guys on the ground to uh, 75, actually 73 passing yards. Uh, give me your thoughts on how the run game uh, was able to come alive and uh, kind of be the story for your offense in this game. Well, we were we were the wind was a, a, an issue last night, um, more than I thought it was going to be. Uh, it did affect you know our throw game. I don't think it really affected Tyler Christian as much the way they were trying to throw the ball, and they did have some success with that. But uh, it was just trying to establish line of scrimmage and kind of sort things out. Uh, Tyler Christian made some good adjustments between the first time we played them and then last night. We were doing some different things defensively. Uh, but once we started to get it sorted out and we were able to you know, kind of add a couple of different blockers here and there and different schemes, we were able to get some, some chunk plays. And Colin had two long touchdown runs in the first half. Uh, and then we kind of, you know, forced him to kind of to lead us down the field in that really big drive to start the fourth quarter uh, to, to put it on the score on the board. But uh, kids up front did a great job. Our running backs did a great job. Uh, and Colin did a nice job as well. Yeah, and uh, then on the flip side, Pella Christian came into this game um, after some some really high-scoring games here uh, the last uh, few games for them. Uh, what were some of the biggest uh, factors uh, that uh, for your defense uh, that you were able to hold them to just those those two touchdowns? Well, scheme the scheme had, didn't really change all that much uh, offensively for them uh, from week three to, to last night, uh, but they did make a couple personnel changes that were challenging. You know, they're they're Probably their biggest, most powerful kid is an, is an offensive defensive lineman against us in week three. Well, now he's a, he's a fullback and defensive lineman. So, you know, a kid was 6'4", 260 pounds, and carrying the ball and splitting him out and having to play with some receiver and things like that. So he did a nice job. Um, but then, you know, they just had some, some wrinkles and adjustments that we had to kind of counter throughout the game and make in-game adjustments. And, and kudos to our defensive coaches and our kids for executing it. Yeah, defensively, uh, a couple interceptions uh, interceptions for you guys, uh, one by Colin Gordon and one for uh, Tanner Lobby. Uh, just looking at some numbers here. Uh, looks like Trent Kreis leads the way with uh, nine tackles, eight of which are solo as well. So um, just uh, kind of your thoughts on uh, the defensive uh, standouts from this one uh, and who was well, kinda I, making, a, uh, making a difference in this one. Yeah, those those three names for sure. You know, um, you know Colin and Tanner, I think, obviously they're proud of you know, the picks. For sure, but you know there are a couple, a couple of you know gaps, I guess, in coverage that they'd like to have back that gave up some big plays and some penalties. Uh, Trent Kreis is unblockable. He did a really good job uh, getting off blocks and pursuing the football like he always does. Linebacker-wise, um, you know our inside backers have, have really started to come on throughout the season. Pete Lebo and Riker Thorne, uh, those two kids both made some nice splash plays last night. Uh, Riker with a sack. And, uh, Pete with a forced fumble, Brody Zinkio making plays again. You know, it was kind of at all levels of the defense. We we, we did a nice job. You know, and I, kids obviously would love to take those two scores back and keep the goose egg on the scoreboard. But um, you know, Pella Christian was a, a legit one of the 16 best teams in Class 1A this year. So um, kudos to them for getting what they got. But you know, we were able to to, to do enough to, to to play really well defensively. I'll resume my conversation with Grundy Center football coach Travis Zajac next on the Brothers Market Coaches Show. 
Looking for a solid investment? Check out the CD special at Greenbelt Bank and Trust and harvest a great rate. Stop into any location of Greenbelt Bank and Trust and get details on their 12-month certificate of deposit with a 5.25% APY. This is a limited-time offer, $1,000 minimum deposit. Penalty may be imposed for early withdrawal. Some restrictions apply. Annual percentage yield is accurate as of October 16, 2023. Get the 12-month 5.25% APY CD special at any location of Greenbelt Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. And now resume a conversation with Grundy Center football coach Travis Ajak on the Brothers Market Coaches Show. With this being a rematch of your win back in week three, uh, I believe that's uh, your first rematch that you've had here uh, in a couple years anyway. Uh, just uh, how did that kind of affect this week's uh, preparation with the team that, uh, you know, you guys played before, you know, same place, uh, same team as week three? Well, it's a different animal. You know, uh, two years ago, uh, we, we played, I think it was, yeah, we played North Tama in week eight for district championship uh, at home and won. And then we had to turn around and play them in the quarterfinals three weeks later for a chance to go to the Dome. So it, it it's a different thing. You know, uh, we, we try to, you know, just talk to our kids about, you know, whatever happened, whatever week we may have played this team, uh, it doesn't really matter now. They're going to change a little bit. We're going to change a little bit. Brand new game. So it creates its own, uh, its own interesting kind of quirks that you have to, kind of navigate and walk through with your kids and make sure that they're approaching the opponent the right way, especially if you were the victor the first time around. Yeah, and speaking of a rematch, uh, you got another one of those here next week when you host Dyke New Hartford, a uh, rematch of all the way back in week one. Uh, I'm sure both teams even have made their fair share of improvements since all the way back then, but uh, man, what a, what a great atmosphere that's going to be next Friday night. Just give me your thoughts on the rematch with uh, uh, Dyke New Hartford, who's uh, coming into your place for the quarterfinals next week. Well, I know there's going to be a lot of energy on both sides. Both teams can be very excited to play that game because it is, you know, it's a winner go home and right to go to the dome game. Um, but to see, you know, the, the way that they've kind of progressed through their season, you know, kind of scuffled a little bit early, but then kind of figuring it out as they go. Um, they're a good football team, really good football team. They come out of a, a really loaded district. You know, there's eight teams left playing, and three of them are from their district. So uh, they're uh, – they're going to be every, everything that we're going to want and then some. So um, we'll be excited to play them. They'll be excited to play us. They're obviously a very good football team, well-coached. I think ours is too. Uh, so, you know, some Grundy County pride here in the quarterfinals. It's going to be a fantastic night. You bet we'll have the we'll have the game on the air here next week. Um, so looking forward to that as well. Um, Coach, I think uh, that almost covers it for this one. But uh, any final thoughts you want to share about this uh, win over Pella Christian or about your team before we wrap up here today? Yeah, uh, you know, just kind of a, a, a shout out to the, the brave souls that did attend the game last night. It was uh, it was definitely football weather. It was warm, or I'm sorry, it was cold. Um, very much different than the week before. Um, but we're going to need more people there next Friday night. Uh, Trying to get us get the home side filled and get the railbirds out there so they can cheer us on and um, have a big home crowd and try to swing things in our favor. All right, Grundy Center football coach Travis Zajac, thank you so much for the time, coach. Congrats on the win, and uh, best of luck here next week. Thanks so much, John. I appreciate it. Go Spartan. More of the Brothers Market Coach Show is coming up next. Another big weekend is coming up. Time to get your groceries. Get your list together and head to Brothers Market in Parkersburg and Grundy Center. Some regular items on sale this week include boneless chicken breast at $1.99 a pound. Brothers Market has Red Baron pizzas, two for $7. Russet potatoes, the 10-pound bag for $2.99. Plus, best choice beans for $0.89. And best choice pasta for $0.99. Get these and other deals, and don't forget to check the mobile app for even more savings on those digital coupons. 
It's Brothers Market, open seven days a week, Parkersburg and Grundy Center, where they treat you like family. It's time for another hour of your favorite yacht rock and classic hits. This is 99 The Wave. KQCR 98.9 Parkersburg. An on-the-go media station. Welcome back to the Brothers Market Coaches Show. We're recapping the football season with South Harden head coach Nick Eller as uh, the Tigers uh, bowed out in the uh, opening round of the playoffs to Sumner Fredericksburg. Coach, thanks for taking a little bit of time here. Um, you think about kind of this season as a whole. Um, I know there were you know quite a few ups and downs throughout the year, but uh, what comes to mind when you think about the season as a whole and how far your team was able to come since you know you started back in August all the way up here till uh, late October? Yeah, I guess my my initial kind of just take on the seasons was that, is that we probably exceeded, you know, expectations of people kind of outside the program. I don't think people saw us being uh, what we were this year um, of, of a 500 team and, and in the playoffs playing a, playing a ranked team to a really good game. I don't think that was probably what people would have guessed just from what we lost last year and with some new guys stepping in. Um, so I think we definitely exceeded the expectations outside the program, inside the program. Um, kind of coaching player-wise, I I thought we could be a really good team, kind of like I thought we were most of the year. Um, definitely some ups and downs, like you said, no doubt about no doubt about that. But overall, I really thought played some really good football. Um, we had a near four and five, and uh, four of those games are to ranked teams that we lost. Uh, and the only one that wasn't was the AP. So can't hang your head, I guess, or, you know, really look at it as, man, we lost some games we shouldn't have. There were some games in there that I still think we could have won against a ranked team, but um, we just didn't, you know, didn't make the plays too, and they did. So um, overall, I'm really, really proud of this group of, of, of kind of, you know, coming out of nowhere, the people outside the program and, and showing how good a team we could be. Um, a lot of guys stepped up this year that we needed to, uh, and that was really fun to see as a coach and just as kind of our program development goes on. Young guys, old guys, uh, seniors that never started till this year, sophomores that never started till this year, juniors, same thing. A freshman started for us this year that didn't, you know, we, we really didn't expect to, um, and all had very nice years. So, really, uh, I thought it was a step in the right direction for our program, even though it definitely didn't get as far as we wanted to, um, but definitely thought we took a step in in our program getting to a higher level uh where we kind of want to be at as a program kind of in the state in class 1a you bet uh, let's uh, talk about some of the personnel here throughout the year um let's start uh, on the offensive side of the football um first of all i guess uh, jackson drury has the second most all-purpose yards in uh, in the district so uh, obviously a great year for him uh, over 1100 rushing yards uh, i know uh, your quarterback uh, peyton welch uh, did some great things uh, throughout the year as well um, if you just kind of talk about some of your uh, key uh, offensive weapons and uh, how how things went uh, offensively here for your team this year, yeah, we had some we had some definite guys step up that had not been in you know insert positions or been you know played varsity at all. Um, and Jackson and Peyton were the, you know two of the big ones of that. Um, Peyton being a sophomore quarterback, first time playing varsity this year as a starter, um, thought he just completely blew some people away uh, with the way he can run and throw. And I, I've seen that, but you just don't know how that's going to happen uh, when the lights come on. So really proud of him. Thought he threw the ball really well, um, limited his turnovers kind of the year as the year went on and kind of understood, you know, the difference in just throwing the ball away, taking a sack sometimes isn't a big deal. Um, really, really fun to see his growth and development. And then 
necessarily for other teams. I think he can still go a lot farther with his development and how he can play. So he's still figuring things out, uh, which is good for us. Um, so really looking forward to him the next few years. Jackson Drury is a guy that started since a freshman um, at, at D-line and some fullback for us, and it was kind of mainly a fullback last year for us. Really hit the weight room, hit the offseason hard to want to be a tailback and kind of improve his speed and quickness, and I thought he did an awesome job of that. Um, so really happy for him for all the hard work he's done to pay off and had a great year. Just was, was everyone's probably bulletin board material that we got to stop this guy. Every team we played, I think, had that mindset and still kept pumping out yards and still fighting for tough yards, and, and that's what everyone keen on him. So he'll definitely have a battle with that again next year um, of teams, you know, kind of planning for him, but really, really proud of the year he had and he had a good year on defense for us too. Um, so really, really happy with his year. Then probably our next two key contributors were uh, Ethan Clunworth, at wide receiver. Again, a guy that started a couple of years for us and was kind of now the, you know, the number one receiver this year for us and just had a great year of catching the ball, blocking, um, just making plays uh, and did that in even the playoff game here for Sumner had a nice touchdown throw, touchdown catch. Uh, so kind of just can do about everything, you know, you need a guy to do because does a lot of our kickoffs and then also does a lot of our returning on the punt and kick return bowl. So just a huge player for us uh, that we'll definitely miss. He's the only senior skill guy we'll, we'll lose. Um, and then Sam Benson's the other one, a sophomore too, um, that still of everything, plays fullback, wide receiver, tight end. We'd have him go wildcat quarterback. Um, he's just that good of an athlete that we wanted to give him the ball where we could and find places for him. So really cool to see him uh, just take all those roles as the year got on, went on, got more comfortable in all those roles and just did a great job of, of taking care of the ball, making plays when we needed to. Um, and then it was really good on defensive side too. Our in one of our inside linebackers kind of played some safety at times, but just did a great job of, of really uh, of just, being where we need to be and, and, and kind of carrying this team at different times when we were struggling um, on both sides of the ball. So that's a lot of our skill guys that just really had good years for us. You bet. And then uh, on the flip side of the ball, uh, on defense, uh, what were some of the keys this year and some of those uh, key standouts? Uh, just uh, just for example, you're like Logan Ferris, leading tackler now for the second straight year. That's a pretty good accomplishment for him as well. I know you had several different guys get a bunch of takeaways this season as well. So uh, just your, your thoughts on uh, how things ended up playing out defensively this year. Yeah, really, really were. And I, and I skipped this on the offensive side, kind of meaning to talk about both here on defense, but our, our line play was the key to this entire season. Um, our offensive line, our defensive line, majority of seniors in there um, that have been really good players the last few years. I'm uh, going to miss them very badly, but really, really proud of them. Logan Ferris to let us in tackle the last two years, kind of played a defensive end for us this year after last year playing linebacker. Um, Sean May, um, our best all-around offense and defensive lineman, played center for us. D tackles, just been an awesome player, four-year starter. Uh, we'll definitely miss him a ton. Caden Stedding was really good at D-line for us this year. Drew Stansberry, um, Coy Rask on the offensive line. Nolan Steiner, Carter Keys, those kind of guys, all seniors, uh, all guys that have put their time to this program and, and just dedicated themselves in the weight room um, to have great years. So it was really fun to see that kind of be the, the transformation of our program this year into our line play being way more dominant than it had been in the past um, and, and fun to see that you know kind of carry our team this year for those guys who put that work in so they were they were the biggest the biggest you know changes or the biggest you know leaders in our program taking a big step I thought this year playing wise um, 
was that part up there. And then, then on our rest of our defense, um, again, Ethan Clunworth and Sam Benson really good on defense for us at, at linebacker and cornerback. Um, Ethan Lindsay was our other corner. Casey Williams, another safety, did a really good job out there. I thought as the year went on, got better. Uh, we're a little shaky to start being first-time starters. Um, but I thought as the year went on, got more and more comfortable doing their job. So that was cool to see. Um, and then from there, just some different guys. Dax Thompson really stepped up. I thought his game this year kind of played linebacker and DN for us this year and thought he really got better as the year went on also. Um, and Asher Seward, another one that kind of stepped in as the year went on, stepped up his play, a junior that, that we really counted on a lot. So really fun to see some of those guys step up and really and play their best football here uh, they've ever played at this point in the season. I'll resume a conversation with South Harden football coach Nick Heller next on the Brothers Market Coaches Show. Are you ready to take your education to new heights? Whether you're a high school graduate, a working professional seeking career advancement, or someone looking to explore new passions, Ellsworth Community College has the perfect courses for you. ECC's experienced faculty and state-of-the-art facilities are dedicated to providing you with a top-notch educational experience. From hands-on programs to transfer-ready courses, Ellsworth has a wide range of options to suit your goals and interests. Line up a visit to Ellsworth Community College in Iowa Falls or visit ellsworthcollege.com and take that first step towards success today. Looking for a solid investment? Check out the CD special at Greenbelt Bank and Trust and harvest a great rate. Stop into any location of Greenbelt Bank and Trust and get details on their 12-month certificate of deposit with a 5.25% APY. This is a limited-time offer, $1,000 minimum deposit. Penalty may be imposed for early withdrawal. Some restrictions apply. Annual percentage yield is accurate as of October 16, 2023. Get the 12-month 5.25% APY CD special at any location of Greenbelt Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. I now resume my conversation with South Harden football coach Nick Eller on the Brothers Market Coaches Show. So a uh, big picture, you end up placing third in the district. Uh, just give me your thoughts on how things uh, ended up playing out in district play. Again, you finished third, but you know you did have that chance to finish uh, as high as second uh, going into the last week of the regular season as well. Yeah, I, I thought the district played out to a point a little bit, kind of what I expected to. I knew there, I knew the games with us and Grundy and Columbus and, and Hudson were all going to kind of be some flip of the coins at times. Um, Grundy and Grundy and uh, Waterloo Columbus, I think, you know, had the best teams all year. Uh, I think they're still some of the best teams in the state at this point going in the, in the playoffs. I think they're going to be a tough out for people. Um, and I don't think we're I don't think we're far off from them. Maybe just maybe the score showed versus Grundy or the score was closer. I know with Columbus, but um, but they also had some they also had some um, skills that were had been playing for two three years. Senior guys, uh, I think that makes a big difference that people don't understand sometimes. Um, we were playing with a lot of younger skills this year, so I'm, I'm hoping that's something that carries us these next few years. Um, but overall, I thought the district was as good as any any in the state. Uh, I, I'd put it up against anyone's district, top to bottom. Um, so we're playing in one of the toughest districts uh, as a whole. Makes it tough, but I also think it's good for us. I think that's why when we went and played Sumner Fred, there was nothing they did that that really surprised us or, or, you know, put us in a loop. We'd seen, we'd seen all that just in district play and our non-district play. So um, there's, there's goods and bads about that. You're going to be, it's going to be tough to win it, tough to get a good seed, but you also, it's going to get you ready for the playoffs. So you can make it to that point. Couple more questions for you here. Uh, what would you say are some of the biggest highlights for your team, whether like a big win for you guys or some great moments throughout games? Uh, what comes to mind when you think of uh, highlights for the year? Highlights, I would say just just a couple things would be one just just the improvement um, of just our 
just kind of our development of a lot of the young guys and, and seniors even that had not played a lot of varsity yet. Um, I think people are really surprised at just the the, the development, uh, the, you know, growth that some of these guys made and just from past years to now. Um, I think that was a definite highlight just for us as a program and our fans um, to kind of see what's coming, what's what's been working um, with some more older guys. Um, I think games-wise, I think Dow Falls was a very good game for us. Um, but, you know, it's kind of a rig battle in the heart in Hardin County. I think that was a good win for us to get at home and kind of get people believing we're gonna we're, we can handle those kind of teams. Um, I thought Hudson was a very good win for us. Um, so really, really, um, you know, nothing nothing mind-boggling here when you're talking about wins, but. I also thought the Sumner Fredericksburg game definitely not you know not a moral victory guy and and not happy that we lost but I think people realize that boy there's they they got a nice team and we we had them on the ropes and probably outplayed them for the game as a whole uh, but didn't deserve to win so uh, would just not be able to finish a game or you know take a few mistakes out of there that were our own, our own fault so I think I think those things there are are things people notice and, and wins for us as a program going forward that we can kind of hang our hat on for next year. Um, and then you just, you know, you played four ranked teams and, and they're good teams. They're not, not taking anything away from them, but we, we hung right with them uh, for the most part. And now we've got to learn how to, you know, become one of those teams and, and they're, they're dreading playing us or they're having to come to our place to play us. And that's gotta be our goal going forward. All right, and uh, how about a shout-out for your senior class and uh, how they were able to lead the team here this year? Yeah, I think I've named all of them off uh, today, just talking different positions and stuff, but really, really proud of all of them. Um, guys that uh, I, I got the job here in 2017, and these guys were sixth graders that fall season. Uh, so I've, I've been you know able to kind of finally follow them all the way through the program um, from kind of that fifth, sixth youth football stuff all the way through junior high to here is kind of the first group I've had be that way. Um, so that's been really, really fun to see their development, their their progression. Um, and they've done everything asked, and they've put in the work. And that's that's all the things we ask them on a daily basis. Um, if they, you can do those things, you're probably going to be okay. You're probably going to be a pretty good player uh, for us, and they have. So it was really fun to see them, them you know, take that entire thing and just and just eat it up. Uh, so really proud of them. Going to be great guys going up, going forward in the community, uh, into whatever profession they get into going forward. Here, going to be great guys to have around. All right, I think that's uh, about it. But uh, anything else you want to share about your program here before we uh, officially uh, wrap up the season here? Just a big thanks to all our fans um, and and support, parents, players, you name it. I, I thought it was just a great year. Had great crowds at all of our games, um, home and away. Um, and really, really appreciate the support and appreciate you guys covering us and, and doing this show each year. It's fun to be on. All right, South Harden football coach Nick Heller, thanks so much for the time, and uh, best luck here in the offseason. You bet. Thanks for having me on. More is coming up next on the Brothers Market Coaches Show. On your radio, 98.9 FM. Your computer, radioonthego.com. Your phone, there's an app for that. 99 The Wave, KQCR Parkersburg, an on-the-go media station. Welcome back to the Brothers Market Coaches Show. Josh Hamlin now has an interview with Clarksville football coach Darren Bolin after he called the Indians 50-8 win over Iowa Valley on Friday night. 
Welcome back to the Brothers Market Coaches Show. We are joined by the head coach of Clarksville football, Darren Bolin. And coach, your team has advanced to the quarterfinals of the eight-player football playoffs with a 50-8 win on Friday night over Iowa Valley. Your initial thoughts on the effort of your team in a great win at home. Yeah, you know, it was just an outstanding effort by all of our kids. Um, you know, our, on the defensive side, our kids... Um, almost had that shutout and uh, in eight-man football to get a, a shutout or a low score like what we did is, is just playing outstanding defense and our team you know just played eight guys to the football and they all uh, did extremely well so I'm very happy with it. For you on the offensive side of the ball coach unofficially on the stats that we have from uh, broadcasting the game on Friday night on KLMJ 35 carries for 302 yards and five touchdowns on the ground for you against the Tigers. Yeah, you know, that's that's what we do, you know. Um, our, our guys up front were doing an outstanding job of getting the blocks. And, again, we had to make some adjustments on the run. And I can't say enough about how this group can adjust on the go. And they just uh, – they're starting to understand football in, in a, a greater depth – and our kids um, are just playing playing well on both sides of the ball. Some key playmakers on that side for you, Coach, on Friday night. McCade Bloker, 10 carries for 125 yards and two touchdowns. And then Owen Baker with 14 carries for 123 yards and three touchdowns for you uh, in your 50-8 to win over Iowa Valley. Yeah, you know, they, they focused quite a bit on Bloker. And... You know, he, he still got his yards, but uh, they were mirroring him, and that opened some up opportunities for, for Owen. And, you know, we just – it was a tough game. We, we, you know, we didn't really break too many long ones, but uh, we were gaining um, some good chunks of yardage um, each time we ran the ball. So, I mean, it was an outstanding job. And on your opening drive, Coach, you attacked through the air. It was uh... – Bloker hitting Schmidt from 15 yards out for the touchdown. Yeah, you know, we don't want to broadcast that too much, do we? That we pass. So, um, no, you know, we just, we, we've been, like I said, we've been practicing that and, and uh, we can throw the ball. And uh, we saw that they were playing pretty tight on us to stop the run. And uh, we just knew that we could um, get something open past them. And, and uh, our guys executed really well. For you on defense, Coach, you did a great job of containing a dual-threat quarterback in Nolan Kriegel. Uh, he only had 23 carries for 52 yards and was not really able to attack through the air as he has been able to do this year. Held him 7 of 18 for 98 yards, and he threw an interception. Yeah, you know, uh, Rex Ross on the, on the front line, we moved him around a little bit, and that caused him problems. Uh, passing situations, we, we would move him around, put him on the center. Uh, run situations, we would put him out on the strong side where we thought they were going to run. And he did a great job of just manning that line of scrimmage and plugging it up. And then you have uh, Kaven Kuhlman behind him at linebacker and, and Bloker behind him. Uh, those guys filled extremely well. So we played some physical football tonight, and, and uh, this is the best we've done all, all year. 
for your defense coach you did a great job patrolling your end zone as Iowa Valley got uh, inside your 20 a couple times throughout the game and uh, all of those opportunities except for one uh, you held them to turnovers on downs uh, in all of those situations except for their one touchdown that they scored late in the game right you know and and our guys did tighten up there when it when they needed to and uh, we kind of bent a little bit, but uh, I'm very proud of the effort that they gave, and um, they just they just had it in their mind that they were going to tighten it up and, and not uh, let them score, and that's exactly what happened. Coach, this was a big home win for your team. You improved to 11-0 on the year. You're one step away from the Dome, but wanted to get your thoughts on what it means to have a big win like this uh, at on your home field on a, a very cold night in Clarksville. Well, you know, second round of the playoffs um, to to win um, fifty to eight that says a lot about our guys. You know, and I told them after the game that you know if if you have any doubts now how good we are and and if we belong uh, in the top four, uh, this game should have erased it because we played lights out what was your message to your team coach when you saw the triple zeros hit the board knowing uh, that you were advancing to the quarterfinals of the playoffs next week well it's just satisfying to know that our hard work is is paying dividends and uh, they, these guys deserve it you know they because they they're putting in the effort day in and day out and i, I couldn't ask for a better group to coach more to talk about with the head coach of clarksville football darren bolin right after this here on the brothers market coaches show and welcome back to the Brothers Market Coaches Show. We are joined by the head coach of Clarksville football, Darren Bolin. And coach, it's time to preview your quarterfinal matchup. You get a rematch of your district championship game as uh, Gladbrook Rhinebeck will be coming to town. And just to look back at uh, your matchup during the regular season, you won at their house 38-36 uh, to 36, uh, earlier in the year back on October 6th. Yeah, you know, and that was uh, a, a very hard-fought game, and um, we definitely had some breaks go our way. And we know that uh, it, we, we were kind of expecting this matchup to occur again down the road, and um, it's unfortunate that it's got to be a trip to the Dome because I think we're both deserving to be there. But, you know, we, we have to just take a look, good look at the film and see what uh, – what we can kind of fix from the previous game and and what we can do differently and and you know and try to focus on some of the other things too that that we do well and and see if we can uh, tweak those a little bit to make it go a little bit better this interview with clarksville football coach darren bolin will continue next on the brothers market coaches show Double dip, double down, double check. There are a lot of doubles out there. And at Butler Bremer Communications, they have doubled their internet. If you live in Clarksville and other service areas, internet speeds from Butler Bremer are double the old speed for the same price. The 25 meg plan gives you 50 meg speed. And 50 meg is now 100. It's double the download, double the upload, double the speed for the same rate. Even faster plans are available. So contact Butler Bremer Communications at 319 276 44 58 or check out butler-bremer.com and double up today. 
One play can change the momentum in a game. And one deductible is a game changer when it comes to your insurance. That's why you should see Dave Eberline, your Farm Bureau agent in Clarksville. He can help you bundle your car and home together in a single policy. So if life sends a blitz in the form of a storm or a fire, you'll pay just one deductible for everything that's covered. Talk to Farm Bureau agent Dave Eberline in Clarksville today and see how he can help protect what matters most. Farm Bureau Property and Casualty Insurance Company, Western Agricultural Insurance Company. It's now time to continue the interview with Clarksville football coach Darren Bolin on the Brothers Market Coaches Show. Previewing your opponent a little bit more, Coach. Uh, it's been a couple weeks since you matched up with them. Uh, from watching film ahead of this game, what have you noticed from them? Has anything changed in how they attack their opponents or uh, just some keys that you have noticed from them ahead of this matchup? But I imagine, you know, that they passed the ball a little bit. Uh, they got some great athletes with some speed, and we're going to have to contain that. And uh, we're, we're just going to have to play physical football like we did tonight because uh, tonight uh, our physicality is what won the game. We we were more physical than Iowa Valley, and, and uh, I think that's what we have to do uh, with Gladbrook coming forward. For your offense, Coach, some keys you would say uh, that you have been doing well, but areas you feel that you can build on uh, in what has been an excellent offensive attack for you uh, that uh, finds its energy through the run game. Yeah, you know, I think we're just going to have to give them some different looks. Um, still run our base plays, but maybe give them a different look so that um, everything doesn't look the same to them. Uh, keep them on their toes and, and or keep them on their heels more likely and and, uh, you know, we got to utilize the pass a little bit more than what we did last time. I think the last time we only had two passes. Um, we do have to, to pass a little bit more to, to loosen them up. And uh, I think that's what we're going to be working on. For your defense, Coach, uh, a key that I really noticed from your matchup against Iowa Valley on Friday was the, your ability to bring pressure and really attack whoever the ball carrier is. Uh, how do you feel that'll really apply going forward into the postseason and especially with your next opportunity on the field against the Rebels of Gladbrook-Rheinbeck? Well, you know, that last time that we played them, we did put pressure on the quarterback there in the, their last drive, and um, that's kind of what sealed our victory, and, and that's definitely what we need to do uh, a little bit earlier in the game as well is put pressure on the, the Clark kid because he is a good quarterback, um, and then um, you know, help out our DBs so that uh, they're not on an island out there. And, and we, we just got to be able to put pressure on that quarterback to, to get him to throw some bad balls. This will be another home playoff game for you, Coach. What that means to you and your team uh, getting to host a, a quarterfinal match with uh, be it being the game that could advance you to the Dome. Yeah, you know, that's it, it's. I think it's our, our dream for what we – I don't think we ever really thought that this was a possibility at the start of the year, but as the year went on, you know, we kind of realized that um, we do uh, belong in this situation and we worked hard for it. And um, our kids have definitely worked for it. And I'm, I'm proud that we're able to host it. And hopefully we can uh, have a huge crowd to support us again. We're getting to that time of year, Coach, that uh, the weather is starting to play a factor again in how games are played. Uh, it was really cold on Friday night. Uh, what preparation looks like for you and uh, as you prepare your team for colder temperatures that are uh, on schedule for uh, the remaining games outside? 
Yeah, you know, well, hey, the colder the better for us, I guess. Um, you know, Gladbrook likes to throw the ball, you know, in the colder weather. That's sometimes can be a little bit difficult. But, you know, I, I think uh, we're ready for it. You know, we, we played in some cold games, some wet games, and our, our kids um, aren't phased by it. So uh, we're just going to go down, go this week as business as usual. A fun question for you this week, Coach. Where does this season rank for you during your time coaching the Indians as uh, you have been with this program for a while? Yeah, you know, this is probably probably the, the highlight of my, my coaching career right now. Um, going 11-0, uh, have a chance to get to the Dome. You know, it's, you know I, I can't say enough about the kids because they're unselfish. Uh, they don't care who gets the ball, who gets the yardage. Uh, all they're concerned about is uh, the win so it's 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 a special group and i'm glad i'm part of it final thoughts coach as we wrap up our time this morning as you get ready for your next round in the playoffs as you'll be in the quarterfinals on thursday night as you take on grundy as you take on gladbrook rhinebeck in a rematch of your district championship game earlier in the year with a chance to punch your ticket to the dome yeah you know it's just we, we want that community support it, it's been amazing uh, the support that we're getting from the community and just the buzz in town about Clarksville football. And it's just uh, a fun time right now. And it doesn't get any better than Friday nights, you know, in the fall underneath the lights. Well, big thanks to you, Coach, for your time this morning. And best of luck to you and your team on Thursday night as you take on Gladbrook Rhinebeck in the quarterfinals uh, for a chance to go to the Dome. All right, I appreciate it. A big thanks to the head coach of Clarksville football, Darren Bolin, for joining us here on the Brothers Market Coaches Show. More of the Coaches Show is next here on 99 The Wave. Push it back, push it back, way back. Brothers Market has low prices. And you can't get any lower than free if you have the Brothers Market mobile app. Their deal of the week this week is one can of Hunt's Manwich free. Other digital app coupons include Banquet Pot Pies for 99 cents. Brothers Market, Parkersburg and Grundy Center has Turkey Hill ice cream for $2.99 when you show the mobile app. Oscar Mayer, bologna or salami for $1.99. And Johnsonville Brats for $3.99 when you have that digital coupon off the mobile app at Brothers Market from Brothers Market, Parkersburg and Grundy Center, where they treat you like family. That's just about it for this week's edition of the Brothers Market Coaches Show. Big shout out to all of our area coaches for joining us today. If you missed any of the program, you can find it on demand at RadioOnTheGo.com. Be sure to tune in later today for Northern Iowa football at Illinois State. We're going to join that in progress momentarily. And then our football broadcast next week will be Dyke New Hartford at Grundy Center in the quarterfinals. State volleyball is coming up next week as well. Find the broadcast schedule at RadioOnTheGo.com. Thanks for tuning in to this week's edition of the Brothers Market Coaches Show. I'm John Mowinkle. You've been listening to the Brothers Market Coach's Corner. Now checked out for this Saturday. 
If you missed today's program, listen to the podcast under the sports tab at RadioOnTheGo.com. Tune in again next Saturday at 10 a.m. as we bag up another order from our area coaches on the Brothers Market Coaches Corner on 98.9 KQCR Parkersburg. And remember, for groceries this weekend, shop Brothers Market, Parkersburg, and Grundy Center, and make sure to download their free mobile app for exclusive specials. Brothers Market, where they treat you like family.